You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 74. Episode 74. So we uh, played at 101 Katie last night. Uh, I went and shot pool with a couple friends. Tyler bailed out on us and then met me to play poker later. <laughs> okay. To be fair, let's just, let me just explain to you my thought process. At least I'm bailing out, right? Okay. Let me just, maybe people understand this, maybe not. But I don't play pool, but I have played pool, right? I used to go to Slick Woods all the time. Wait, okay. <laughs> Stop. You got to clarify. I don't play pool. I have played pool. I used to go to Slick Willies all the time. How in the world did you go to Slick Willies all the time, all the time, and not play pool? No, no, I used to go a lot in high school. Okay, right. But I was thinking, okay, maybe we play like thirty minutes, an hour max is what I was thinking. It's kind of all the pool I got in me. And then whenever you guys were talking about, it, you're like, well, I'm at least gonna play for two to three hours. I was like, oh god, dog. I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm out. I just don't have three hours of pool in me, at the I mean, minimum. Okay, but I mean, two hours. Well, okay, you could have met us. It's like the Slick Willies over there is connected to the poker room. You could have met us, and then if it's too much pull for you, if two games is just way too much for for you. I was to say, two hours is exactly how long it takes me to clear the, the table. <laughs> <laughs> then, I mean, you could have gone and played poker. You'd have to bail. You're like, I don't play pool. I'm like, well... Nobody does anything until they, you know, do it. <laughs> so, okay. So then I end up meeting you there pretty late. And when I get there, the game is pitiful. I mean, it is all the good players from all the other room. Like, there is no action player when I sit down. Everyone I recognize. Everyone seems to be playing pretty reasonable. And that's really not what you're looking for whenever you sit down, right? Oh, well, I think this comes to a pretty good topic of I texted you at that point. I'm like, you just want to leave at this point. Because here's the problem. If it's just a bunch of players who are playing nitty or decent players, I mean, the rake in... Like, if it's a rake game in Houston, it's higher than in Vegas. Which means I don't know that it's profitable or beatable at that point. I mean, Especially correct? when no one is... I mean, there's no easy money there. And like I was telling you, even the players who were acting like, I mean, they were a good time. Like there were some players who were having a good time, and but they weren't giving the money away by any means. They were, I mean. Well, even those players were like later. Because I think you're talking about like the guy to my left and the guy to, and those players showed up later than that. That's true. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was no, I mean, I don't want to say no gambling, but I mean, it was. I mean, I, I took down some pots with a $12 C-bet, so. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, it, I mean, it was kind of good for what I've been really kind of focusing my study on being, like, actor from the cutoff and the button and hijack. So, I mean, it was good to, like, trying to steal blinds and stuff. But really, in all honesty, it just, I'm not certain. I mean, if you're playing at tables like that where you think there's really not that much of an edge, then all it is is who's coolering who. I mean, that's what the guy to my right said. He said this table is just waiting for two train wrecks or two trains to have a wreck. And I told him, I said, well, you better definitely want to be on the winning side of that because it's going to take you about eight hours to get your money back. 
So, I mean, if that's the case, then you're not really playing poker for profit. You're just gambling at that point, right? How so? Well, I mean, if everybody's kind of aware, everybody's kind of nitty, there's not a ton of action, and the rake is higher than, you know, it should be, then it's just a bunch of players just paying the rake. I mean, you're not really playing poker for profit at that point. Yeah, I was trying to, but, I mean, I definitely wasn't. That's true. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, you for there to be, like, for you to play poker for profit, there's got to be an edge somewhere, correct? True, but I think it goes back to that thing where everyone says they always think they have an edge, but I think the edges are so small in a game like that that I I guess, like you're saying, they kind of... They're kind of it's kind of a mute point, and the rake is so big versus the edge or the hypothetical edge. That was kind of my thought. It's a I think it was not a good idea for table selection for us. I mean, I like I say we we got there, so I mean, I'm not certain what we're doing, but I mean, versus playing there for five hours and driving 20 minutes like Richmond 101, I think that probably is like our worst play of the night, right? I mean, based on the end result, yeah. <laughs> um, well i mean you text me about going back to doghouse because it's near our, both of our houses but they didn't even have a game going at that time it was pretty late they had a plo game but not a hold'em game yeah and i was like oh man like i just got here but i already know i mean i recognize all these players as good players not not uh, people who are going to be giving it away and i was like man i mean i just got here but if they had a game we probably should have went well, and I mean, and to be fair, my uh, idea was, well, if I can get up like, you know, 100, 150, and I've been playing, you know, enough to where it's not like a hit and run, I'm not going to stay at this game all night. I'm going to go and, you know, maybe I'll, maybe at that point, Doghouse will have something or Paramount. But I mean, I just was stretching and clawing the entire <laughs> I was night. about to say, it's a great plan if you can do step one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never, I mean, I added on very early because I went down and... I mean, I got above even for like 15 minutes by like up like 40 bucks. And that was pretty much the bet. I mean, that was, and that was me getting paid off on a hand. I actually shouldn't have gotten paid off on. And that was a, uh, let's say it was just a very kind of scratch and claw your way up to being able to do anything last night. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the first interesting hand was for me. Um, I had that one where I three bet king queen and got four bet, so I just had to fold. That was pretty lame. Um, yeah. Is so, I I found this kind of interesting because it wasn't a squeeze play, was it? You were just actually standard three betting it, right? Yes. Was it suited? Um. Yes. Okay. That's a kind of a that's kind of a it's not always a three bet from you, so I was kind of curious. Well, about no, that. it's normally not, but I was on the button straddle. Uh huh. So I feel like that would lend me toward more three bets. Uh, well, I mean, in all honesty, I like king queen suited as a three bet, regardless. I mean, I think it's a good three betting hand. So it's a. I mean, I'm just kind of curious because it was one of those I don't. That's not always in your range for three betting. It's a. I know for squeezing probably, but not always three betting. That's true, but yeah, the uh, being in the straddle definitely had an uh, impact on that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, we played, what, like five, six hours last night? This is how dull my session was. I did not three-bet one time in five or six hours. Yeah, that's true. I just, I mean, never had a three-betting hand. I had a couple that could have, like, done a squeeze, but then it they just weren't squeezing spots. I mean, that's, that is, I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, like I say, not car dead, had decent Broadway suited hands, just never got into like a spot like that. I guess we might as well just get into the hand of the night. I mean, it's not, it's definitely the most interesting hand. It's one of the most interesting hands I've seen in a while. Uh, I was confused. I'll say that. Okay. I was definitely in the straddle, the button trap. I was in position. Okay. And I had king five suited and a guy from early position raises, but he didn't make it the normal like 30, 35. Okay. I think he made it like 20. And I was already in for six. I was like, well, I feel like a suited king is in my defending range. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, I don't button straddle and it's hard to find like a lot of material to study. I do feel like it's, I mean, it's got good playability, I would think, right? That was the hope. Yeah. Um, I call, I think one other player calls. Um, the flop comes five, ten. Do you remember the other card? I do not. Maybe it was under a five. I think it was five, ten, seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, deuce. It was a deuce. Five, ten, deuce. Okay. Yeah, it was a deuce. Because I remember thinking, uh, yeah, it was a deuce. And he bet small, like I think he bet like thirty-five. Okay. And I was like, well, this could just be a C bet. I think if you're gonna play king five suited. I did have a backdoor flush draw. I, <laughs> I feel like if you play king five suited, you flop a pair with a backdoor flush draw, you have to defend here with a call. Especially for so small. I yeah. mean, you know, it's six dollar pot, thirty five I mean mm, I that's not that's that small. Really small. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean <laughs> say, But well, I mean that's it's a standard. I mean, someone could do this with Ace King, a lot of you you're beating a lot of like Miss Broadways here, so I think you have to call here. I agree. I call um, the turn is another 10, not of spades though. So okay. I, I, um, don't have the flush draw. He checks and I think, well, maybe I could take a stab at this. And it was my thought. I think I bet 65 or 70. This is where I just don't like the, like, I don't like this play that much because you're folding out everything that beats you. Or I'm sorry. You're Otherwise, folding out everything yeah. that you beat. And everything that calls is beating you, correct? Oh, I'm not saying it's a good play. I'm just telling you the story. Okay, I got you. I mean, <laughs> this is what happened. Okay. Because I was, I had played with this guy before, and I was thinking I could get him to lay something like you were saying, like nines, tens down, not tens, uh, nines, jacks, eight, something like that. Okay. Um, but you, you put him on like queens, kings, aces. Well, which I, I did not. I put him on an over pair. Yeah. Yeah. But like we said at the end of it, nines were the same as aces here at the end. Um, yeah. Do you remember what the river was? It's complete brick. I remember that. It was a complete brick. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I know. It, I know it was under a ten. It didn't connect anything really. It was. It was just about as brick as it could be. I believe I bet it was either two hundred or two fifty. I remember it was a pretty big bet here on the river. He checked. Bet. I bet. Yeah. It must have been two fifty. I mean, I, this is the weirdest. Should we talk about, like, your spot here before you say what the result is? Uh, go for it. Okay, so the uh, this one real—so, okay, here's the thing. is You're doing this not for value as a bluff. You're 100% doing this, bluff. doing this as a bluff. So, I mean, you're trying to get them off of—it's got to be an overpair, right? Nines plus. Nines plus. I mean— 
I think it's very hard to represent a 10 here. On the spot, I will say this. I think you have to bet this as a bluff to win the pot. Because once he calls that turn bet, I definitely think he's got... I, that's what I think really sold me that he's an overpair here. Is I did not think he had a 10. He had to cough something when he calls that turn bet. So I do think you have to bluff here. But I think it's very hard to sell that you just hit a random 10. Uh, that's where I did not... I was... I was thinking maybe too much showdown value to, uh, whatchamacallit, to do it. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe there isn't that much showdown value. I was about to say, I did not think yeah. there's much showdown value. Yeah, here. I think you're right there. But, okay, let's go ahead and go to the result. So he tanks forever. And then he says that he can't beat anything. I was like, ooh, thank God. And But then he calls anyway. And I tell, and I'm like, well, obviously I lose. So I'm, I tell him, well, I have a five. And he says a five is good. I'm going to tell him, well, I have a great kicker, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one of the weirdest showdowns I have ever seen. Because I mean, when he calls, so obviously he has Ace King here, right? I mean, we yeah. can. I mean, he never showed, but it's the only thing that makes any sense. What if he had a deuce? Mm, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a. Uh, I mean, I guess he could add fours or threes or something like that. I mean, <laughs> uh, so this was just. I was just floored when you showed a five. It was good. <laughs> so yeah, it was like it's good. I was like, oh my god. I was like, I, I was mean, like, you want to talk about value? That's how you get value, Clint. Write I that mean, down. Get a yeah. <laughs> we need to get Bar Hansen on the line now to help see what he thinks about this thing. Value. <laughs> <laughs> you take bottom pair three straights in a race no, no, spot. No. Fourth pair. There's a deuce out there. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a, uh, I think that was one that went off the rails, and I mean, you want to talk about just the horseshoe being right in the right spot at the right time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was the weirdest hand I've seen in a while. When you showed down a five and it's good, uh, just shocking. I told him standard, very standard play there. Um, <laughs> uh, and then after that, um, I got. I mean. This was a very frustrating hand. I had pocket tens in position. I Man, I was playing a bunch of stuff in position tonight. I mean, weird I couldn't win. Um, pocket <laughs> tens in position. Um, maybe I need to be raising more with pocket tens. So I remember I raised and everyone called, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess based on the results. Um, so, or no, no, sorry. Another person raised pretty big, and I only flatted behind. Maybe I need to be three betting tens. What do you think about three betting tens in position? I think that players with more experience are going to say yes, and I but, don't. I don't tend to. It's kind of the jacks thing. I think when I three when you're three betting a lot of hands, you're folding out a lot of hands that you have great equity against, and you're getting called by a lot of hands that you don't really want. I mean, that don't really help you that much. Uh, so I don't see the point. I mean, I know, like, when I do the study material and everything, a lot of it does say three betting tens is a good, especially in position here. I kind of like the call. I mean, maybe at some point I find some reasoning that really helps me understand it, why you would three bet here. But I kind of like the call. So here's my question to you, which I don't really um, – I don't know the answer right off the top of my head because I haven't um, – looked at the spot in a minute but 
I thought, based on what I was looking at, that you're supposed to three bet big or out of position to incentivize people to fold so you don't have to play out of position, correct? That's 100% right, okay. from what I understand. Okay. So I would be three betting smaller with 10s in position. Is that the thought? Or would that lend you to a flat? That's So, right, so if I'm in the small blind here or in the big blind, I'm obviously three betting big, if I'm three betting. Right, because if yeah, I mean, because you want to fold more often than right. if than if you're in position. But if I'm in position, well, I mean, I thought about I just flatted because I was in position. I mean, I don't know if tens are in my three betting range, honestly. I think it's I think the flat is fine. Like, well, it was a raised pot. How, did anybody call in between? One person, one person. I mean, I think it functions better as a squeeze than it does a uh, than a regular three bet. Because, I mean, one, you have to bet more. You're going to get more folds. Uh, and you're likely to fold out people who do have some equity, especially people who call these single-race pots. A lot of them have these Broadway cards that do have equity against you pretty good. Okay, well, I'll keep going with the hand. I mean, that's an interesting spot, though. Definitely something I didn't think about it in the moment, but in hindsight, I think it's a better three-betting spot. But I've only flat. The flop comes... Five, deuce, three with a heart draw. Okay, it's a great flop for you, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I lied to you. I was out of position because I checked. Yeah. You were in the big blind or something? Yeah, I should have three-bet for sure, actually. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely what happened. Um. Yep, all that before, still true. Not what happened in this story, though. Okay. I only flatted when I should have definitely three-bet. Um. But then the preflop razor only checks and it checks through. So then I think, okay, I need to be blasting most turns here. A hundred percent. I well, yeah, most turns. Yeah, let's see what the turn. I mean, is. I'm at least betting, right? I mean, is my thought. I'm, I'm well, gonna I mean, take the, the betting like, lead. My problem is, is, like, if it's an ace, king, or queen. Well, okay. then it's like there's a lot of like just randomly hits these Broadway. But okay, yeah. Right. I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. On a good card, I'm going to be taking the betting. Okay, lead. yeah, I agree. The worst card in the deck peels off as the four of hearts. So the flush draw comes in, and the board is now two, three, four, five. So I don't think the flush draw matters. Okay, right. Yeah, I did. your theory was pretty good on that because most people would bet their flush draw. Yeah, I think most people bet the flush draw. So I don't think, and I mean, a flush is hard to make. So, I mean, if they if they check through and a heart comes, I think the flush draw does not matter to me as much. Uh, obviously, the problem is, like, any ace is a straight now, right? Correct. Um, I check. It checks through again. I'm like, well, dang. The river is the ten of hearts. God, this is... And then the preflop razor bets, like, pot of, like, 60 bucks. Other guy folds back on me. I mean, you might as actually... I, I guess I like maybe a bet on the turn but i think you save money by not because i like, think he, i mean anything that's betting here probably is like the single king of hearts maybe or like a some type of heart uh i mean my theory and my theory might be here and this is kind of a reach the hearts i'm not that scared of and it seems like an ace might have bet the flop like ace 10 do you think I should have called this? 
No, I think it's okay, too well, long. Okay, well, it sounded like you were leaning going down that road. No, I mean, this is too long. I mean, when you're beat by four of like, like, you know, a random seven of hearts. Uh, I mean, it could be a bluff. Yeah, it could be good, but I think it's just way too light to call here. Yeah, I, um, I end up showing, and then the dealer's like, so that's a fold? As I threw the cards in the muck, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> what does it look like? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fold. Um, so I folded that one. Well, I mean, I was wondering... So it makes the any aces a straight, but I'm thinking. So I think a lot of aces might bet the flop, right? Like a flush draw. Like say it's like ace, jack or something. You have two over cards and a gutter to a strip. I don't know. That could check pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you can do much here. Yeah, I mean, I folded and then I kind of got whittled down for a long time. I mean, I got whittled down for the longest of times and ended up leaving. With only like a hundred and something dollars, so pretty big loss there. Yeah, that's a. I Which mean, is... I was so carded, I couldn't even do anything at the end. Oh, I mean, I had this one where I doubled up to get the um, little bit of money where I had in the straddle seven four, the flop came seven four five, and I checked in the button straddle, and then the uh, the guy in the small blind bets fifteen, the there's three players. The other guy to my right bets 45 and I ship it all in for one, like 20, 130. The guy folds eight and then the guy to my right tanks forever and then folds and then they ask for a run out and the five pair. So the eights actually would have won, but yeah. that was relatively interesting. Not very interesting, but boring session against players who are Definitely good and not very splashy. Did not lend itself well to me. Yeah, I was same here. Like I say, never got aces, kings, queens, or jacks, or tens for that matter. Uh, never got ace, king, never got ace, queen. I did it like suited broadways. I had good with two interesting hands, I guess. I had nine five, and I think it was a limp pot. So nine five clubs. The flop is nine five ace. It checks around to me. I'm about to bet, and the guy to my left bets out a turn. Uh, so I'm just like, well, okay, I'll let it stand. It goes around, folds around to me. Oh, I didn't realize that that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. I was oh, going to man. bet. I mean, if that happens to me here, I'm holding 9-5 here. You want to talk about the hammer coming down. So... I'm like, well, I mean, it's... I'm like, I'm like four, five, 4.5 Xing this bet. I mean, I'm blasting it here with this and looking to get it in. Yeah, I, but I mean, well, I mean, it's not that I'm scared that I'm good here. I definitely think I'm great here. Uh, but so let's keep the pot small. Well, I was like, <laughs> if I call here, he bets the turn. I can just hammer the turn. I think it's too fancy, but okay. I don't remember what happened to this hand, but I didn't realize that that's what happened. I would think I was crying in my corner over there. The turn comes, I forget, it was a blank, and then I check, ready to inflow, ready to uh, just bet, just ha like you say, lay the hammer down on when he bets here, and he checks behind. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is where... It's a jack on the river, which I think is actually a pretty safe card I mean, for me. So now you you have to bet here. A hundred percent, I have to bet okay. here. Okay. Uh, so like I bet small. like sixty. Uh, 
And I'm like, well, I mean, Ace Jack, it's a limp pot, so I'm not really worried about Ace Jack and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he calls and shows Ace Jack. I uh, see. I was thinking like Jack Nine maybe is possible in the limp pot or Jack Seven or whatever. There were a couple things I was like a little worried that I got there, but I'm like, those are very specific I mean, hands. Yeah, to be worried that just this random Jack, it's a better two pair. Well, uh, tell you what, valid worry on this hand. <laughs> Um, well, I hated that, but a very unlucky run out too. Uh, the other interesting hand, <laughs> yeah. You don't think you should have raised the flop? I mean, once you know the hand. Oh, flop. I mean, 100%, I think there's an argument to be made for it. But yeah. he was a pretty tight player. Who was it? Who was it? I don't remember this hand at all. The guy to right to your right that you're talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's holding ace jack. 100%. That was my thought. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, that... Okay, against that player type, I kind of understand the play at least. Yeah. Because he's never stacking off with ace-king there. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, well, I can inflate this pot a little bit more. Okay. If he bets the turn, I mean, if he bets the turn with an ace. I guess to describe this player, he is playing very tight ranges all night long for hours on end, never getting out of line. I mean, he limped ace-jack, so I mean, we can go ahead and say it's very tight. I mean, I played with him before, same exact thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. That at least makes sense to me. I didn't even see this hand yeah. or remember this hand, but against that specific player, I I think I still blast it just because I like to blast the pot. But um, I get, I understand that theory at least because before I was way out of sorts on it. So I get it with versus that player. I mean, I guess you could say, yeah, I could also blast it. There's a lot of cards here that, I mean, it'd have to make a random two pair, but you're not worried about that. I mean, yeah. if they're gonna draw to a random two pair, that's fine. Yeah, and if that's they're gonna true. beat you with that, that's fine. That's a solid point. But I understand. Like, I would normally blast it with that theory, but also try and play a bigger pot. I mean, you got horribly unlucky, but I do understand that that guy's never putting a dollar in once you raise. Yeah. So, uh, the other one I had pocket nines. It. Uh, I think this was probably your most interesting hand, right? Probably so. Yeah. Uh, it was raised around. It checks to me. I'm in, I think, I think late position. I bet about a little over half pot. Mm, quite a bit over half pot. And get one call. The turn is another jack. What was the flop? Did you ever say it? Mm, let me see. I know it was jack, deuce, let's say six, I think. I know jack was a top card. So we can uh, we just throw a six out there because that's a I mean it's all kind of the same at that point it didn't connect a straight or anything. Uh, the turn is a jack and the guy bets fifty, and I'm like that is a weird donk in them into me. Uh, I'm like well, he che- how often is someone checking a jack when there's so many scare cards that come on the turn? Uh, so I'm like well I call I just think it's way too weak to fold here with nines. The river's a deuce, so now it's jack, jack, deuce, deuce, six. The player bets 80. And I mean, I'm probably throwing this one in the muck. Yeah, it's a, I, I kind of go around a little bit. I'm like, well, you'd have to hit a random deuce here. The jack makes just seems to make no sense that he would check a jack, call, and then randomly hit a jack. I'm just not buying that. I do tank for a while. Because I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm beating here. But I'm like, I just, nothing makes sense here at this point. And I go ahead and make the call. And he shows me pocket fives. Yeah, that's that's strong. That's a strong call right there. That was nice. Yeah. I didn't remember seeing the action, but I remember seeing the river play. And I was like, whew. 
That yeah. was a good call right there. That was, I mean, I think you do a really good job of thinking through hands like that in the exact moment of like, I mean, I thought the guy had, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention enough to really know, but it was a nice call right there. Yeah, it was, nothing was adding up to me. And I mean, sometimes it ends up being a nice call. Sometimes it's, they end up having something <laughs> that they never should have, which is probably about 50 50. <laughs> I was like, like we always say, it's such a fine line between looking like a genius and looking like a complete. Like, like boob yeah. I mean, just everyone be like who is this guy because i mean if he just showed like ace jack everyone's just like what are you doing <laughs> yeah oh trust me i've gotten that look before <laughs> but yeah that i saw that and i was like that was that was very interesting I, yeah i hadn't even heard that hand I, I remember just seeing the call and because i did not think you were going to call yeah it was a, it was close i almost because i was like i don't know what i'm beating here but i mean I was just not sold that he had a jack. And if, I mean, if he doesn't have a jack there and just randomly hits a deuce, I guess he just gets my money. He was going to, but he did not. So it was a great call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was basically it, right? I mean, for that session. I guess we could talk about, like, I mean, there's probably a lot of people in Houston who, I did play at the Capri, new Capri Poker Room. Oh, yeah. How was it? Uh, so this is not Isle of Capri, to be clear, just because... Oh, yeah, Tyler I was mean, so confused Because you were this. talking about Isle of Capri, and then you're like, I'm going to Capri Poker, but Isle of Capri is not open yet. I'm like, huh? Okay, I'm <laughs> real excited about the... It won't be it won't be Isle of Capri when it opens up. It'll be the Horseshoe in Lake Charles. Mm, okay. Because I, I go into Vegas, I stay at all the Caesars hotels. It's an easier way to build points. I get some comped rooms. So I'm, like, I'm very... And I, I've seen pictures on the website... The poker room looks ridiculous. I don't know if they're doing like pictures from another one or not, but if it's pictures of that one, it looks awesome. I mean, like Al Capri was a complete dump, so I mean, it's hard to even think that this could be the poker room. I mean, I kind of liked Al Capri, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he must love Motel Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler's like these beds they have sheets on them Holy oh, no, I didn't sleep there oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> no I didn't sleep there no 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 I didn't like it that much yeah it's <laughs> a uh, so I go and I know Spades gets all the action in Clear Lake it is super popular I know people who work there I think it's done I just have a problem with them not doing enough to improve for this place is so small for the action it gets and the tables are packed in together. It's very loud. I know a lot of people who don't give a crap. I, I do. It just drives me the crazy. The tables being so close is so annoying. I mean, I'd rather have a wait list, be on a wait list, than be on there. Like, whenever the two chairs hit each other in the back, that is so brutal. Well, and it drives me crazy because it's a, like, they do have a lot of tables in there. Like, if it's that small, put a space, put an empty table in between tables to me. Because the ceilings are very low, too. And, I mean, the chip, people shuffling the chips is so loud. It's wait, ridiculous. Wait. So they have empty tables, but they don't have... So there are empty tables there? Sometimes, yeah. And, I mean, you're just, they seem to group those tables right together. Yeah, that is super rough. I mean, it's... Is it close enough where, like, the dealers have trouble getting into the table every time? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that is, sounds awful. I'm not a big fan... So, like, you definitely couldn't do, like, the thing at the other poker where you have, like, the little table next to you where you would eat or something? Couldn't do that. I mean, you, I think they have them, but it's a pain. But I'm saying, like, you couldn't do it if you were, like, in the uh, 
four, five, six seat kind of thing, like right on the back of another table. Like it's too close to where the person behind you would be kind of – you'd yeah, kind of be I, in the you way. Couldn't do, yeah, you couldn't – I don't think you can do it comfortably. I don't remember trying it, but I don't think you could do it comfortably. Okay. Uh, It's – I mean, I just – and like I say, I like how it's run. I think it's run very well. It's just so – Small. I mean, I think they should have just upgraded to a bigger room at some point. Uh, but Capri opened. It's an old Outback Steakhouse on Barrier Boulevard. I go there. I mean, it's a new room, so they are not... Like, there was... They're doing two free rolls. One at 11.30, one at 6. It's 3,500 guarantee at, I think, 6 or 7. That's nice. Yeah, so they had a lot of people in there for that, but not a lot of cash games going. Uh, they had a PLO table and a bomb and a no limit bomb pot table. It was just bomb pots, uh, but it was very big. It was very nice in there. Uh, so the things I like is like the size, the space, pretty much everything that I kind of had annoyance mm-hmm. the other place. Service lacked to be desired. Probably because it's new, right? True. I mean, they had one person serving a crapload of tables, and it seemed wow. very unfair to that person. Well, that's on you for being unfair to that person. I mean, yeah. it's uh, But they were, uh, all the time you get, it's $10 an hour, and it is, they double they double everything you get. Uh, it was it was a pretty good experience. I, I very much liked it so far. I kind of, it's one of those things I feel like I got to play there a couple times to really get the feel of that's, it. That's kind of what I was thinking. I feel like you really got to go back, and you should as they're opening up, just to really kind of support them if you want them to do well. Yeah. I mean, like I'll like I always like a variety of places to play. The one thing I don't like is it's valet parking only. I don't yeah. need someone. I mean, the parking spots are five feet away. I don't need to tip <laughs> someone two or three dollars to you know get in my messy car. I don't even want anybody to know that I haven't cleaned out in a while. I don't know. I have like Tronics in there. I I don't like valet parking when it's not needed, and that is one thing I don't really care for. Yeah, but. I mean, outside of that, it was, it was a, a pretty good experience. Uh, the table I got, you know, you're always kind of biased to the table. And it was kind of like, I kind of got a lot of annoying people at my table. That'll happen. So it that kind of killed it. But the place itself seemed like it's going to be interesting. That's good. Did you play any interesting hands? I mean, I played one that was, I mean, I got, I mean, I played so shittily. <laughs> And got so lucky. Uh, Tell us that one before we close it out. Then no limit. <laughs> so we uh, ended you know last what? one with the uh, with you making a punt. I want to hear another one for this week. Yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> the punt of punts. So it's a PLO bomb pot. I have I have five, six, six, seven. Okay. Uh, the flop is ace high on one board. And then on the bottom board, it's ace-high, 6-7. Okay. So I flop bottom set. So I have probably about 320 in front of me. Okay. Someone, it goes like a small bet, a call, and then like a guy like pots it for like 100. Okay, and you have bottom set here. I'm like, so it comes around to me. And I'm like, well, bottom set in a PLO bomb pot is not that great, especially when you're only playing one board. But there's it's six, seven, ace on the one I have a set. I have a seven in my hand blocking all the seven sets of sevens. 
the ace is on both boards, kind of double-blocking pocket aces there. Of course, if someone has an ace, aces, they love it here. Uh, so I repot it <laughs> to get this heads up because I'm like, I think I've got the bottom, and I have a five blocking a straight, like if someone's like, right. randomly has like eight, nine or something, blocking a straight draw. Uh, so I'm like, well, I think I'm good here. There's not that many. There's not very many combos of sevens and aces. There's one of each. I repot it. It goes, goes to uh, all the two, the 15s, they fold. The guy with 95 calls. Another guy calls. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm a little <laughs> nervous here. So they show down. I'm like, this one have a set over me. One has a set of sevens, and one has a set of aces. <laughs> they both, it's set over set over set. I mean, I felt like when I, they were since they were being blocked, it was like a decent play. I was so wrong. It was horrible. They run it out, turn, and I river quads. I mean, just a better player wins, right? It's one of I those mean, situations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt it coming. I mean, when you feel it coming, you don't fold. Why the you heat? Just push, yeah. <laughs> So you got to chop this thing. Uh, yeah, I got to chop. So, <laughs> this is the happiest I've ever been to chop. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? So you were just lucky enough to chop this thing. And it is how annoying the players are at my table. Like one like goes in to like two to my left, and he's like, "You were behind. You were behind until the river." And I mean, I just want to be like, "No shit, Sherlock." <laughs> Fucking I, Phil Ivy over here with his commentary. I'm like, yeah, I was way behind, man. I got so lucky. I'm like, yes, I realize when I have a lot bottom set, everybody has a set that's above my set. I'm aware that I am fucking behind. Thank you. Thank you, goddamn Chad Norman. He was not in the hand either? He, no, he was not oh, in the hand. Oh, God. So that was, God, that was guess, pretty awesome. <laughs> I could see you just flying off the rails there at the end. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Uh, yeah. Had I not been so happy just to be yeah. like, like getting lucky, I probably would have. Well, I guess on that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.